Hey, what's up, guys? Back, uh, Fantasy Football Debaters. We are two members short. However, we have found Max, so that is good. Yep, Max, uh, in recent news, has been located, is alive and well, is not here because he's at work, even though we told him to take Mondays off. But, anyways, Chris is not here due to health concerns as of now. Uh, so you got the two best podcasters now for this episode, Matt and Andrew. All right, I, let's just head straight into it, since yep. uh, we're going to have our third string stat man coming in. Yep, giving third up stringer. Let's see, so what do we got for uh, quarterbacks? Who are the top performers this week? All right, so I am the third string, but I will be the best string, quite obviously. So we got, coming in at number one, Patrick Mahomes. Not a huge surprise. He played the Jets. He threw quite the amount of touchdowns. 36 points. 36.64 points, uh, according to NFL.com. And he just had a quite a fantastic game against an abysmal Jets team. Don't need to get into it too much. Next, we had another not surprise, Russell Wilson, with 28 points. However, they did play San Francisco, so many people thought that he wasn't going to do as well. But... It was still kind of a shootout situation, more of like a San Francisco trailing situation the whole game. But finally, we wrap it up with Aaron Rodgers with, even though he's at number three, not an amazing game, only 22.54 points. And right behind him with .1 less was Matt Stafford. So that's really the only surprise. And actually right behind him with Phillip Rivers. Those two were kind of surprises there as they are ranked 22 and 27 on the year before that. So, Stafford, uh, however, just lost Galladay. We're not sure for how long, but Rivers just threw to his running backs, and I guess they had good matchups. <laughs> so, running backs, we had a huge performance from Dalvin Cook. Four touchdowns, 46.6 points as they upset Green Bay 28-22. So a crazy good game for him. Not too much of a surprise being him as the number one spot, but 46 points, I mean, nobody could predict that. So next we had uh, a huge surprise with the next two, Zach Moss. Was it Zach? Yeah. Yeah, Zach Moss from the Buffalo Bills, rookie. He was ranked 61 before this week, and he ended with 20.1 points. And then right after him, Giovanni Bernard, who, if you look at his profile picture, has quite the mustache going oh, on. I, saw, I did see that. I, oh, boy. So everybody take a look that. at him. It's a little strange looking. Doesn't even look real. Yeah, if you're hearing this, buddy, you got to shave. <laughs> Come on, Gio. Not, you need to do better than look. that. But they beat Tennessee in a big upset. Uh, he ended with 19.8. Yeah, two touchdowns for him, I believe. And then I will mention the next two. They were both from the Colts, like I said before. Hines caught a couple of touchdowns. He came in at number five, and then Wilkins actually came in at number four, which is a big surprise because you would think these two guys did so well, maybe Jonathan Taylor got hurt. No, he was just very unproductive. He had just a bad game. So Wilkins took over and performed much better, and Hines was the pass catcher. So nobody really knows what's going on going into next week over there in that backfield. So just a quick preview uh, I would stay away from from that backfield going into next week. 
But let's move into the receivers. For number one, a big day for DK Metcalf, 28.1 points. I mean, with Russell Wilson coming at number two, it's not a big surprise that one of his receivers ends up as the number one. Coming in after that was Devontae Adams with 23.3 points in a loss to Minnesota, like I said before. And after that, Tyreek Hill finally had a pretty big game with 21.8. And right after that was Robert Woods at number four, as the honorable mention for receivers. And actually, you know what? I'll name number five. Corey Davis was number 60 coming in. He had 18.8. So, a few no-namers there, but should uh, we... See if there's any special performances from not too much. Travis Kelsey had 16, so pretty good. But after that, we had Jared Cook and Ebron with 11 and 10, so nothing special. Yeah, not too much from tight ends this week. So just Kelsey up there with that. All right. So should we hop right into the waiver wire? Yeah, let's do it. All right, I'll start it off. So my top waiver wire pickup, pending the... uh, Galladay injury is going to be Marvin Jones. He had, I believe he had two touchdowns, I want to say. He's either one or two touchdowns on the day. He immediately becomes Stafford's number one target with a very kind of high-flying, not high-flying offense, but a pass-heavy offense because they're losing games usually. They have a tough time with the run game. They always have. So he's he is 43.7% owned, but that's less than half, so I figured I'd put him in here. If you could scoop up Marvin Jones and see where he might take you with Galladay being out. And he uh, he ended the week with 15.9. I believe Galladay got hurt mid-game. I believe it was the third, third quarter. Third but he, quarter. Yeah, but he had no production the entire time. No. So I would say Marvin Jones is a good pickup. And you might be able to plug and play him uh, right away depending on who they play. Because they do struggle against uh, good offenses or defenses. So next, I had Zach Moss, who is thirty point four percent owned. He had, I believe, one one big game uh, earlier in the season, and he had twenty point one this this week. He is the goal line back and more of the, like the the guy that they're going to use in the red zone. They don't like Singletary in the red zone. I would say that you can pick him up and you can start him on a per matchup basis or if he's a, he he might be a good option if if uh you have somebody on a bye. And Josh Allen has not been playing great. So they're they've been leaning more on the run game as you saw with the Patriots. Singletary still had more yards than Moss, but only by about 5 yards I believe it was. And Moss had the touchdowns. And he's obviously the guy on the goal line. So if you if you can get you a touchdown, you'll be in good shape with him in your flex. That's all I got. All right, I didn't have a waiver wire, but I'll give you Chris's. Uh, he says pick up wide receiver Curtis Samuel off of the Panthers. He Chris claims he's a good guy. If you need a <laughs> buy filler for a week, he is four percent owned. However. I'm going to have to disrespectfully disagree with that one because Curtis Samuel has not done squat the whole season up until the, la- the last two weeks he's picked it up. Um, I will say you could pick him up 
He's only four percent owned. You can pick him up, but I would not. Uh, I would not start him. I would not trust him to start right away, especially having uh, having playing Kansas City up next, and then Tampa Bay, the number eight uh, defense. So I think you can pick him up because he is so low. That don't start him right away. Maybe see how he does for against a tougher defense. He is, you know, New Orleans and Atlanta. He did well against, but those are some horrendous defenses. So, but. Uh, yeah, pick. I, I would agree. You could pick him up if you have an empty spot, but do not start. See, I'm uh, I'm going to go ahead and piggyback off you and pile it on, Chris. And he is not here to defend himself, as we have said with other guys. So, Chris, the two real experts here are going to go ahead and say that Curtis Samuel is not a play guy. You're not going to want to put him in. He's a boomer bust player, in my opinion. He's one of the he's one of the two speed guys on the team. Him and Robbie Anderson are speed guys. So they don't have consistent weeks. They don't have any consistency to them. I feel like Robbie Anderson has been way more of the guy than Curtis Samuel, yeah, too. But he's been way more consistent than Yeah, he Samuel. has. Um, and Robbie Anderson is caught. He's not. He doesn't only go deep. Curtis Samuel, really his only job is to go deep. That's who he is. So he, like all these guys are going to have a, a, a game or two where they go off. Like last week it was Ruggs had a great game or two weeks ago. Whatever it was, Henry Ruggs had a big one for the Vegas Raiders. And he's he's not a guy that you... He, he's exactly the guy that we usually advise against picking up. So I'm going to go ahead and say do not pick and him I'm up. And I'm going to... Just really quickly, I was going, going over his stats. And he really hasn't had much uh, receiving yards at all. His highest of the season has been 51. And that has not very been... It has not been consistent around that number even. The only, uh, like I said, the last two weeks he's played well, but those uh, he has two rushing touchdowns in the last two weeks, and I feel like that is not a consistent stat you can look for in a wide receiver no. at all. But, um, yeah, I will say you can pick him up, though. But let's uh, let's yeah. move on. So Max did not have any waiver wire or no start him, sit him. He only <laughs> sent in his picks today. So let's get into... Uh, Boo, Max. <laughs> Let's get to the start of sit them right away yes. with quarterbacks. All right, so my start this week, I hate to say it, beginning of the, before the season started, I was very low on him, but Aaron Rodgers has really proven me wrong this year. He's playing San Francisco. He has really played with a grudge. I, I literally wrote here, you take a look, a little uh, sad face next to it because I'm wrong about him, <laughs> but he's played very well. He's played with a grudge this year. It seems like because they picked up a quarterback. Because he wasn't really doing it last year for fantasy wise, and this year, he's he stepped it up, and it and it seems like Rodgers is an emotional kind of guy, which is exactly why I'm gonna say start him this week because he's playing San Francisco, who destroyed him uh, for two games last year, in the playoffs, knocked him out in the NFC uh, Championship is what it was. I believe it was the NFC Championship. He knocked him out. Uh, to send San Francisco to the Super Bowl. And I think he's coming in with a big grudge this game. Uh, yeah, going off of what you are saying also, the uh, running back situation, we don't know with Aaron Jones out. Uh, we don't know if he's coming back. Uh, Jamal Williams is hurt, and A.J. Dillon just got COVID, so it's all the more reason that they're going to be throwing the ball because you never know who's who's going to be running back in there, so yep. I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. And San Francisco, 
I, I, I would rather have Rodgers playing uh, San Francisco with a healthy offense, not a healthy defense, which they don't have. But we just found out that Garoppolo and uh, Kittle are out for this yeah. upcoming game. So it might, like, you would think that this might be a game where if Aaron Jones was playing, he might take over and Rodgers wouldn't be doing too well. But like you said, we have no idea the running back situation. They're going to have to throw it. They're still a tough defense, with even with the injuries, as they've proven, not against Seattle, but against other teams like the Rams and uh, other teams like that. So I think San Francisco is still going to force him to throw the ball. My sit is going to be Phillip Rivers versus Baltimore. Now you might think, like, why would I start Phillip Rivers? But Phillip Rivers has had two pretty good games these past couple weeks. I believe it was 22 and 24 were his last two games. But he... I. I count a bad game for a quarterback as under 15 points. 15 to 18 is is a average. Over that is good, and then over 24 is great. So he has had five games under 15 fantasy points. So, and one of them was against Cleveland, who has one of the worst defensive backfields in the league. So. Phillip Rivers is going to be a sit. He's playing Baltimore, who's been a relatively good defense. And I don't believe Phillip Rivers is going to get it done with him. All right. Uh, I'll go on to my list. My QB start, I have two this week. I'm going to go with Josh Allen versus the Seahawks. Um, Josh Allen has had a very, very disappointing last four weeks. Um... No, I wouldn't say dis like super di- a very disappointing. I'd say I would he had say dis- one very disappointing. I would say very disappointing from how he started the season. If if you agree with my cate- categorization of uh, how quarterbacks do, under fifteen is a bad game. Fifteen to eighteen is average. Above eighteen is good, and above twenty four is great. Well, he's only had one game. He had a uh, bunch below. of great games, so yeah. you're right. But one game, one game that you could really call bad is, in my opinion. Yeah, he said. One game under 15, but his his uh, performance has been declining every single week yep. since week four, and it's not it's very disappointing uh, to watch if he's on your team since um, you look at how he started off the season so red hot. Yeah, that that and, I'll agree with. He he started off so good. Yeah, he's been going down, and I think if you're losing, you know, you're losing faith in him. He's playing Seattle, who is the number 31. Uh, defense against quarterbacks, mm-hmm. so you gotta start him if you're thinking about benching him after he got 12 points. And then my other one that I have is uh, Cam Newton, who he had an all right week, uh, or no, he had a pretty good week. Nine, I think it was 18, 18 points, but he had a two Buffalo. point conversion in there. That's yeah, that, that's, that's I would call it. I mean, I guess in my categorization, that'd be just slightly above average. And, yeah, a little over yeah. 18. And he is another one that has uh, been disappointing to many people um, from his debut this season. You know, exactly. since, since he, uh, since he, he got COVID. Hot. Yeah, he started off red hot. But I'm going to go ahead and say start him this week because he is playing the Jets. I think he's going to run all over them. I think, he, you know, he's going to turn things around. He's going to have a little fire under his butt, you know, after not playing too hot, especially in the end of games. 
So, yeah, go ahead and start him this week. Yep. I would um, say the only reason you're starting him is because of the Jets. Yeah. Because other than that, like, Buffalo hasn't been – has really proved to not be too great of a defense, at least in giving up fantasy points. And the Jets are just god-awful. I mean, they just – Patrick Mahomes walked all over them. And I, I know Patrick Mahomes is a lot better than Cam Newton, but Mahomes doesn't run it that much. Cam Newton, that's pretty much his whole game. So – he could. I could see him having a big week. Yeah. So I'll agree. I'll agree um, with those two. My quarterback sit, I would hope you would agree with, because it is the same as yours. <laughs> Philip Rivers uh, versus Ravens. Don't need to talk about that. Yeah. And the only reason, like I said, the only reason he's even on here is because he had two good performances in the last two games. So, Chris, what was his quarterback? Quarterback start is Matt Stanford. <laughs> we think that's an autocorrect, but Matt Stafford versus Minnesota. Yeah. I think he has a good shot. Minnesota has a very poor defense. Um, Matt Stafford played pretty well. Yeah, he's uh, he's been picking it up a little bit. I actually just dropped him, and now there's going to be a war over him on the waiver wires, I think I believe. the only thing you're going to have to watch out for is with that Galladay yep. injury, it's, he might decline, but you know, you never you never know. But I think versus Minnesota, he has a good shot at doing well. Um, his sit is Drew Brees versus the Bucks. He said last time he played them, he got 14.4 points, and I'm going to agree with yeah. Chris. I, I don't one. I don't think that New Orleans is going to get blown out by any means, but I think it's going to be Kamara all day. Drew Brees doesn't have the weapons unless Michael Thomas. If Michael Thomas comes back, then I could see Brees having a better day than that. Yes. But if he's not back, then he's going to be in trouble. Yeah, he has nobody to throw it to. One of, yeah, one of the concerns for me definitely is he is not throwing the ball down the field at all. There's no deep threats whatsoever. He is averaging, I think it was just over three yards per throw. Yeah. Uh, most of his most of his tosses have just been little screens. And I think and they've he, all been to Kamara. Yeah, I think <laughs> if he's going to have any uh, fantasy relevancy, it's going to have to be because Kamara's catching screens and running them in for touchdowns. Yep. So Kamara was gonna make, is going to make his day, but all teams have to do now, which you saw the Bears failed to do, and hence why they lost. We won't get into it. But all you got to do is bottle up Kamara. That's all you got to do, and you pretty much beat the Saints. Yes. You beat their offense. So if they can... Now teams are going to key in on that. If they Now if they get Michael Thomas back, then teams are going to have to worry about both of them. Drew Brees might have a better day. But if, if teams only have to focus on Kamara as the main threat, uh, all they have other than that is... Pretty much Jared Cook. I mean, their their receivers, they showed him not a single one of them, not a single one of Drew Brees' five receivers that he has playing has had more than, I believe it was like 80 receptions in their career. So, um, I don't want to get into this too heavily, but one thing I do want to say really quickly about Michael Thomas is I really don't think he's going to come in and be a huge factor for this team because... If you if you really look at it, he he hasn't even really played at all. He played one game, and that was against Tampa Bay for Week One, and he only ended up with one point seven points. Uh, Did he? I don't think he played the whole game though. He probably didn't, but that I don't think that matters to me because he still he got injured, so there's always a risk of that. But he also 
got into the fight with his own teammate. I think his confidence is shook at this point. I don't see Drew Brees, you know, slinging the ball to anybody. Even regardless of him not having many wide receiver options, I it just doesn't seem like he even wants to throw it deep at this point. See, that's where I'm going to totally disagree with you. I think Michael Thomas is going to make a huge impact on, on their team. Because Michael Thomas, his presence alone, I don't think you can say without a doubt that Michael Thomas has any sort of confidence drop. The fact that he's punching his own guy, I believe that means he has too much confidence in himself. And I think I think he's going to make a huge difference on the team. And when he comes back, he is a target monster. He catches everything. The one thing I will say, has he kept himself in shape throughout this time? Has, yeah, has he been working out? Is he going to be tired? Uh, that's what I'd be more worried about than if he's going to be good. So I'm going to have to disagree with you there. All right. Anyways, let's just move on then to our running backs. Yep. All right. So I always try to go with a guy who's questionable whether you really want to start him or not. But this week I'm going to go with Miles Gaskin. He is at Arizona, who hasn't been great. He has Tua playing. And Tua, I mean, we don't really have a full scope on Tua yet because... He didn't throw that much in that game because he didn't need to. So I think you guys were right, you and Chris, last week when saying that they were going to keep Tua short. So obviously you guys were right about that. I think they're going to continue to do that now. And Miles Gaskin is going to receive a good amount of the carries. I don't think that that they're going to be able to do what they did last week, though. So I would... I would have Gaskin in there with a caution caution tape around him because I believe that this is the week two is going to have to air it out because Arizona's offense is too good. Miami's defense has actually been very good this year, but they are now playing elite talent. Last week they had Jared Goff and the Rams, who are questionable at best on offense, and I think that two is going to have to sling it because Kyler Murray is a whole different animal than anybody they've played so far. So I th- I think Miles Gaskin can can definitely be a start because surprisingly his last three games you you haven't heard much about him have you he's uh fifteen twelve and ten in his last three games so a good flex spot maybe a good uh, running back too uh, my sit is gonna be I have two guys from the same team as my sit like I said on both sides of the ball here uh, I didn't write it down but. The Ravens and Colts game, I don't like either, any of the running backs in that game because you got Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. They both did very well last week on a run-heavy Ravens team. However, the Colts are number five against the run. The Colts have been very good in all aspects of defense, and I believe that Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins, they're going to split the time too much to where neither of them are going to be fantasy relevant. And the same goes with the Colts. You, would, I just have no idea what's going on in that backfield. Who's going to get the carries? I would stay away from all five of those running backs there. I, uh, I had for my running back sit Jonathan Taylor slash anyone on the Colts. <laughs> yeah, so, because all right, like so I, I kind of stole trust, yours. You can't trust them. Um, yeah, is that all? Yeah, that's all. I all have. right, for my running back, only backs, those five. <laughs> only those five. <laughs> For my running back start, though, I went with David Johnson, uh, who is playing Jacksonville, the number 27 team against 
uh, running backs. David Johnson has been very, uh, very consistent this season. Um, to many, many people's surprise, he's only had one game under ten points. Um, he's averaging eleven points a week, and like I said, Jacksonville not a good team. I think they're going to be looking to use him a little bit more, maybe to find the end zone. But so th- this is I, I want to just real quick talk about this about a stigma in fantasy football. A lot of a lot of people like to look for the guys who can have those big, huge boom play, bo- uh, boom weeks. Those guys who, like the Christian McCaffrey, everybody like that. And I know you you would want them, but they're consistently good. A player who can have a big game but isn't consistent doesn't help your team very much. Someone like Tyler Lockett because he's on my exactly. team who gets thirty eight uh, points and then two and then two and then one and then twenty eight. It's then yeah, one. it's impossible to predict when they're gonna go off. And that's why a guy like uh, David Johnson is a really good guy to have in your flex. A guy who, who has those 10 points consistently and who, who you know you can plug in there and be confident in starting him. And I think, uh, going off of what you're saying, um, you cannot look at the rankings of a player exactly. uh, for the season. Because he is, he's ranked number 13. You know, that's pretty good. That's all right. But he's been a lot more consistent than other, other yes, names. Yes, there will be guys in front of him who haven't helped their team as much throughout the year, game to game, uh, who are who are better. And that that's what I want to talk about. When we get closer to the end of the year, I'm going to talk about that a lot, where you can't look, going into your draft, you can't just look at the player's end ranking. Like, we were, we were actually fighting with Max uh, at the beginning of our podcast, when we first started our podcast about Aaron Rodgers. He was top 10, but he was on my team, and he was so inconsistent that you can't decide when to start the guy. And you, you can't keep p- plugging him in there when he's going to get you 8 or 10 points as a quarterback because he's going to lose you a week. So a, a big part about fantasy football is finding a guy who's consistent. And that is David Johnson right there, has been very consistent. Sorry to get so off track, but uh, who uh, was your... Uh, oh, that was your start? My, that was or my Chris- start. Uh, that was my start. Okay, and you said your sit already. Yeah, was anybody so, on the Colts? What's so Chris Chris's got? start is going to be DeAndre Swift versus Minnesota. He says he's going to have a bounce back week. Um, I think he has a good shot. Yeah. Against Minnesota, he's been a good running back. The only thing is that Minnesota's been a lot better as of late, and they might they might have to throw the ball a lot more to stay in it. I think I agree, but also with Galladay being out, you wonder if Swift is going to have a bigger role now. Yeah, he could be, because he, he does catch passes, too, I believe. Yeah. I mean, he's not or elite. He, or he drops them for <laughs> yeah, yeah. game losing. He drops them <laughs> against the Bears. Yeah. High five. <laughs> but, yeah, then his sit is Todd Gurley versus Denver. Chris says this is the toughest defense he'll play um, this season so far, and he has not performed against weaker uh, defenses and has not been effective fantasy-wise. See, I have, I have a big issue with, with that one right there. Todd Gurley has been another guy who has been pretty, pretty consistent throughout the year. He had two not great games, but they were 6-6 six and six were his two worst games. He hasn't, he hasn't had like a game losing. Other than that, listen to the stats real quick. 11, 12, 18, 21, 20, with two sixes mixed in there. 
Yeah, that's pretty the good. Sixes, the sixes do hurt you, but he is a guy that has been much more consistent. And I agree. I mean, looking at it, Denver is definitely the, the best against the running back, but they're going to have to worry more about the the pass. I, I mean, Denver Denver has been a good, pretty good against the run, but they just they let up 14 points to Justin Jackson last week, and who was a backup. Yeah, and he wasn't even he. I think he was only on the field for forty something percent of the snaps. And I think with, with Joshua Kelly and uh, whoever the third guy is. Uh yeah, and I think also with Calvin Ridley, he got injured. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly how severe it is, what the injury is exactly. But if if he's injured and he's not going to be playing, then I think Todd Gurley will step up even and be an even bigger part of that offense. Well, let's get into the receivers. All right. <clears throat> Getting into the receivers, we got Brandon Ayuk. Now, I know I said earlier Jimmy Garoppolo is injured. Does not bode well for the San Francisco 49ers. But he had 17.10 points, and he is playing the Packers, uh, which is going to be an aired-out game for San Francisco. Nick Mullins is the quarterback, but Brandon Ayuk has done significantly better with Mullins on the field than he has with Garoppolo. Almost all of his points, that set those 17 points, most of them came from Mullins when Garoppolo went out with an injury. Mullins has been better, not for the team, but for, for Ayuk. He has been much better. So Brandon Ayuk is going to be a start for me because I, I don't know the health of Debo. Debo, I, uh, he's he missed uh, this week. I don't know exactly. So what he's even doing. even if he is coming back, he's been riddled with injuries this year. And he's he, been in and out of the lineup, and Ayuk has been a trustworthy target for Mullins. Seems like Mullins is number one, besides probably Kittle, but Kittle's out too. So Ayuk, Ayuk is gonna most likely have a good game because they're gonna be throwing the ball. Now the only thing that I could see stopping him is if Mullins has an atrocious day, but. They throw a lot of screens to Ayuk because he is a he's he's a speed guy, but they don't really send him deep. They like they like having him run the ball, which he has done multiple times now for long gains, and he they love throwing those screens. So I think Ayuk is a and they're very good at it too. They're very good at running screens compared to other teams like <coughs> the Bears. So Ayuk is yeah. gonna be my star of the week. My sit is gonna be a a guy. Kind of like Chris's guy, his waiver pickup, a guy who did good this week, but really hasn't done great the rest of the year. I got Corey Davis. He had a big game. In, uh, he is playing Chicago, who has been very good against receivers. The only thing Chicago has been not good against is the running back, so Derrick Henry should have a big week. But Corey Davis is not going to have another great game. He's the second receiver. Don't be fooled by his stats. All right. Uh, my wide receiver start is Adam Thielen versus Detroit. He came off of a very, very poor game against Green Bay with 2.7 points. And but, you, but the reason for that was that Delvin Cook took over. over. Yeah, it was a complete monster. And I know you're thinking, you know, that was against Green Bay, who they were the number seven uh, team against receivers. And coming into Detroit, Detroit's number 20. And you might be thinking Dalvin Cook is, you know, they're going to be up. They might be up in this game um, against Detroit. Yeah. You never know. Dalvin Cook is going to have a good game uh, per usual. But I think there, there's no way he's going to score four touchdowns again. No. You're going to see Adam Thielen <clears throat> be a bigger part of this team 
uh, coming into this week. So if you're put off by um, Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen last week, don't be coming into this week. I believe there's another addition you can make. Justin Jefferson had a very bad game too. But like I said, uh, Dalvin Cook took over the game. Green Bay has been atrocious against the running back. They they have been okay. They're the number 32 team. Yeah, they are the back. worst against the running back. So all they had to do was give the ball to Delvin Cook. But now they're playing Detroit, who is, I mean, definitely not better than Green Bay, but they're more balanced as a defense where Delvin Cook isn't just going to gorge them the whole game. I mean, he, he should have another good game. Don't get me wrong, but he's not going to just break yeah. off. 70-yard runs over and over. I think Dalvin Cook is going to rack up the yards, but there's no way he's going to get another four touchdowns this game. I think you're going to start seeing other names, like you said, Jefferson, Thielen, in the end yep. zone this I th- week. I think Jefferson should get a good amount of yards, and, and like you said, Thielen should too. I think, yeah, this week, with it, it's not going to be a game where Cook takes over, is yeah. basically what I'm trying to say. All right, and my uh, sit is Curtis Samuel. Uh, we already got into him earlier, so I'm not gonna talk about. Yeah. That. So, but you said uh, you said that it is possible that he could be doing okay, and it'd be okay if you pick him up. Yeah, you could pick him up. I wouldn't start him, especially since he's playing Kansas City. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I mean, I probably personally wouldn't pick him up, but don't don't drop anybody who has potential to no. pick him up. If and you the, pick him up if you are desperate. That's pretty other, much it. The other thing that I want to mention too is that. Christian McCaffrey might be coming back. He should be coming back this week. Um, so I think you're, like I said earlier, Curtis Samuel has gotten two rushing touchdowns. I think with McCaffrey coming back, you're going to see a lot less production from him, a little bit more going towards Christian McCaffrey and less of everybody else. But that's all I got to say about him. Uh, Chris says start Deontay Johnson. Versus Dallas of Pittsburgh. That should be a pretty good start. Pretty good start. The only thing I will say is that the Pittsburgh receivers have been kind of shifty week to week on who's done good and who has not. Yes, but pretty much every game that Deontay Johnson has been in, that he's been healthy, he's been good. Yes, So and Dallas, garbage, absolute garbage. The one thing I I would also add in there uh, to go back to... Running backs, real quick, is James Conner. I didn't think about that till just now. James Conner should have a big day because Dallas, their their defense is not very good, but their pass defense is definitely a little better than their run defense because their run defense just lets lets out huge plays. So James Conner could be a, a good wild card start for you. You probably were already starting him, but be confident in putting him in your lineup this week. And Chris says, sit Corey Davis versus Bears, All which right, we already so talked yeah, about. Same as mine. So let's get into the uh, the picks, yeah, then. The picks, so I'll go over the records. Do we have an update on... We are, by the way, we are mid-Buccaneers and Giants right now. We started at halftime, so I'm not sure what the score is there, because that's going to determine Andrew's 20, fate. 25-17, uh, Tampa Bay, two minutes left in the fourth. All right, so Tampa Bay most likely won that. So Andrew, uh, assuming that Tampa Bay won, is up to sixteen and four as he went three and zero for the second week in a row now. Yep. All right, so Andrew is killing everybody. I have moved into second because Max has not been picking for two weeks now, <laughs> or one week I guess I should say. But I am ten and ten, dead even. I went two and one this week. 
Carolina screwed me. That was the only one. And Chris is dropped a little bit to eight and twelve. He went one and two this week. Max is still sitting at seven, six, and one because he was missing for a good portion of last week. And but we do have his picks for this week. So oh yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. So I'll start it off with my lock. My lock is kind of a kind of an fu towards a team that screwed me from going three and zero. I'm gonna pick Kansas City against the Panthers in Kansas City because the Panthers made me mad last week. Yeah, that's a yeah, pretty obvious one. <laughs> and I haven't picked Kansas City yet. So. Yeah, my lock is Steelers versus Dallas. Very, very obvious. Yeah, that's a pretty good one, too. Very, very obvious what one. What do we got yeah. for Chris and Max? Uh, Max Max actually had every single pick was the same okay, as me. Yeah. So anything that I say, Max says, and that was totally coincidental, by the way. Uh, Chris... <laughs> Chris's lock is also going to be the Steelers over Cowboys. All right, so, so we, we got, got three, three of them for the same. So, yeah, was, what do we got? So I'm the only wild card. My upset is one that I struggle with, but I, I decided to keep with it. Uh, I don't like the Bills very much, but I think the Seahawks' defense is awful. And I'm gonna. they lost uh, the Cardinals, so they have proven that they are not a team that will just destroy everybody. They have off weeks like everybody else, so... I'm going to go with the Bills against the Seahawks in Buffalo. All right. I have the Broncos, who are somehow the underdogs against the Falcons. <laughs> but there we go. Chris has Colts over Ravens. And oh, that's uh, that's interesting, to say yeah, the least. A, I mean, I think it should be a good game, though, it because be Ravens have Ravens been... They've been down. And Lamar Jackson has not been uh, that great throwing no. the ball. He And he's not the number, we've said it before, he's not the number one rushing QB right now. And he, he's been really bad throwing it. Yeah, so I... I believe he was ranked, uh, fantasy-wise, ranked 16. Yeah, yeah. so if, if uh, I think if the Colts can create some turnovers, I think they could win that game because I don't think Phillip Rivers is going to get it done. So for those of you who built your team around Lamar Jackson, <clears throat> Max... Uh, we are sorry. <laughs> All right, and let's get into our prime time. We have Saints and Buccaneers. Yeah, I have. Uh, I'm really struggling with this one. I'm, you guys say yours first. I haven't. I haven't officially picked yet. So week week one they played. I believe didn't we pick that game? Was it? Uh, we picked between those two teams. Did we? I went. I oh. went with uh, Saints last time, and they won. However, I'm going to flip it around. I'm going to have to say Bucks this week because, I mean, the Bucks have didn't play all too great against the Giants, and it kind of shook my confidence in a, a little bit in them, but I think the Saints' defense is just not, not good at all. It's, I mean, uh, I think their defense is okay on the ground, garbage. in the it's ground garbage. game. No, it's not. Yeah, it's, they, they've it's been ranked, No, they've been ranked high in the ground game, but their de- defensive backfield has been atrocious. I don't... See, that's, I'm struggling with it. I want to say the Saints, but I don't know if I can. Chris Who, Chris says Saints over Bucks. Chris and says Saints. Max, Max is going with Tom Brady. All right, uh, I'm going to stick with the Bucks then. I'm... I don't, I don't love it. This is a really tough one for me because as a Bears fan, we really want the Saints to win, but I think uh, I'm going with the Bucks. It's going to be a good game. Unwillingly, regardless. I'm going with the Bucks. But 
anyways, let's get into our uh, debate this yeah. for this episode. And so for this episode, we are going to talk about quarterbacks and uh, as we've talked yeah, a lot about, we've, ta- we've talked um, a good amount about quarterbacks. This is a new topic, but though. this is this is a new topic. This is going to be what we like to call smart plays and moves with quarterbacks throughout the season so far. Yeah, so basically we have two categories. We both wrote down two categories. We don't know each other's lists. One is a quarterback that you want to trade for low. The other one, the other category is quarterbacks that you want to trade away high. So basically the trade for low means you're going for a quarterback who has not been good, who somebody would be willing to give up, and because they've done so bad, but you think are going to have a good rest of the season. And the trade-away high is the exact opposite. Guys who have been good, who you either have somebody that can replace them, or he's on your bench already, or you don't think he's going to be good the rest of the season. And you can get a lot for him, basically. All right, so what do you want to start with? Uh, Trade-away or trade-for? Let's see. Well, you got seven trade-aways. Yeah, I got six so. trade-aways, so let's start with trade-four. All right. So trade-four. My first one is going to be Tua. Five points with Tua. <sighs> Tua, No. I mean, he's a guy that they picked up. They didn't have to use him. That's that's what I, That's what the point I'm trying to get across, is that they didn't have to use him. They, their defense took care of it all. They, I mean, he, he was effective. He threw no interceptions. He did fumble once though on his very first drive, but after that he had a he had a good clean game. They won the game, and it was just the way that the game worked out. And I think that he got five points. So I mean I have Tua. He he I mean that pretty much lost me the game because I started him. But Tua I think is a guy that people are going to be riding super low on because I believe he had less than a hundred yards throwing because he didn't need to throw. But going into this week, I think he should be in way more of a shootout, in way more of shootout mode against Arizona. They're going to have to throw the ball. I think Tua, the rest of the season, will be much better than what he has shown so far. So he's not a guy that you're going to want to give up. None of these guys that you're going to trade for are guys you want to trade anybody really good for. I um, um, Even like they could even possibly be waiver wire pickups if somebody drops them. I so I'm gonna disagree with trading for Tua, but I will say if you are going to now is the week to do it after five points. Yes. People people probably don't have a lot of hope in in him, but if you're going to do it, do it now. But I'm gonna have to say no. I don't think he's gonna do good. Uh, well, maybe not do good, but I don't think he's gonna be like a huge fantasy relevant person. I think he's gonna be more of like an average guy. Week to week, maybe you could, maybe you could bring him in your team as a backup, and if he breaks out, then yeah, you could start him. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade anybody that you, you know, on your team that's even sort of productive because I don't no. think he's gonna do that well. I mean, but, not anybody who's too productive, but I mean, you could give up a, a crap piece for him, or like I said, pick him up off the waivers because he might hit the waivers after this week, but. The rookie, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with him because the way the rookie quarterbacks have been playing throughout the league have been phenomenal, and he was the most highly touted guy over Joe Burrow before he got injured, and 
he's on he's on a better team than both those other two, I believe. I believe Miami is just a better team around him because I mean, Max Max criticized us, by the way, first time you're hearing this. Max criticized us, said that we were riding too high on Miami and it was it was dumb that they're not a good team, but they they have proven they're a good yeah. team now. I mean, they beat San Francisco by a lot. They just handled the Rams like they were nothing. And I think that they and and he was talking about uh they're they don't they they're not a contender for the playoffs with Fitzpatrick in, but they are. They really are. I mean, Buffalo is not that good. They, while they may not win the division, first of all, they have a shot at winning the division. But I believe that they're they're a decent team this year, and they have a shot to make the playoffs. And I think that Tua is going to be a big factor in that. And like I said, this is going to be the true test this week. But the thing is, like you said, you can't wait. Because if he has a big game, you're not going to be able to get him. Yeah, you got you got to pull the trigger. Um, I'm rooting for the guy. I will say that. I do want to see him perform well. But let's move on. All right. Who else do you got? So I have, uh, I believe he's on your trade away list, if, if you uh, actually put him on there. But Lamar Jackson... Yes. Number 16. He's had a very bad season so far, but he is an MVP guy. He is a guy that you're going to have to trade something kind of decent for to get him. But Lamar Jackson, I believe he's not going to be as bad as he has been through the first eight weeks. He's going to pick it up. He's on a very good team. He is a fantastic quarterback. Uh, of, well, a fantastic running back. With a throwing ability. And I think that he's a guy that you might be able to get for kind of low. Com- uh, just And just his ceiling is so high. What he could be, he could be... That could make your whole season right there. Trading for Lamar Jackson. I don't, I don't know if anybody's going to let him go for that. But there's always a chance. I'm going to disagree. He's... He hasn't played that horrendous. He, you know, 26, 17, 12, 25, 13, 28, 14. Not cons- not the most consistent, but he hasn't really played all that well. He's you could tell he's not very good passing. He you know, last year he rode the wave all running. This year he's not he's still running, but he's not as uh not obviously not as good as he was last year. His passing he's he hasn't been um he hasn't been all that great passing this year, and he has a tough schedule, um, especially coming up with some of the better defenses. But for me, Lamar Jackson, if he's on your team at this point and you drafted him, you most likely, well, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say, you definitely picked him early in the draft. You 100% picked him early and a lot earlier than you should have based on how he's performing and I think at that point, you, if you're someone like Max, you you picked Lamar Jackson and you missed out on other potential people on your team. So I think you get rid of Lamar Jackson because I'm assuming that uh, you you didn't get the people that you want uh, that you now wanted back in the draft. You trade him now, get some decent people because people will still take Jackson if you have him. They're definitely gonna take him out of your hands. So I could kind of see both ways in. But here, let me, let me give you a scenario. Let's say you have Joe Burrow on your team. And you dangle Joe Burrow in front of the guy's face who has Lamar Jackson, a rookie who's been very good. 
I believe they might take that trade just the way Joe Burrow's been playing, and I think Lamar Jackson will end up much better than Burrow. Maybe not end up, but the rest of the season do better than Burrow. Maybe, but I I don't think many people are just going to do a straight up trade Lamar for Joe Burrow. I mean, maybe not, but it it never hurts to try to get teams. That's that what I'm on. saying. One's uh, a winning team, one is not. Yeah, <laughs> at all. But but you dangle him. Maybe you add in a piece, a second piece from your bench. I, I just don't like that. Like though, so so here. let's say I mean I don't have Joe Burrow, but I let's say I had Joe Burrow and I also hung someone out there like David Montgomery. Who you? I know you don't love David Montgomery, but he has been pretty good. Running back 21 before this week, he's been decently consistent. He averages nine points a game, uh, while not crazy consistent. <laughs> no, but, not at all. I mean, you put it like if chances are, if you have Lamar Jackson, you don't have very good running backs. Because who are you gonna have? Who? I mean, you didn't draft those top running backs because you took Lamar Jackson. So a guy like David Montgomery, who doesn't look great, but could be a good number two, something like that. That's what that's what I'm saying. You want to get rid of Lamar for someone maybe like Joe Burrow and a more consistent running back. That's what my I, my argument. So is. would would you if you were in that trade? If I offered if you had Lamar Jackson and I had Joe Burrow and I offered Joe Burrow and David Montgomery, would you take that trade? No, but purely because of Montgomery, because okay. of the of the Bears. But if you if you offer someone um a little bit better, how about Jarek McKinnon? No, he's had injuries, but he's he's uh he's healthy now on no. a run heavy team, and I Mostert I believe is out for a while. Then let's see, I'm trying to find some guys that possibly. What about David Johnson? Yes, hundred percent. I mean, I 100%. I wouldn't I wouldn't advise trading for Lamar Jackson if you're going to give up David Johnson and Joe Burrow. I think that'd be tough, depending on what the rest of your team looks like, though. So I would say a guy who goes to trade for Lamar Jackson has a deep bench. Somebody who has a deep bench and maybe not the greatest, like maybe Joe Burrow is your quarterback and you're not 100% confident in him for the rest of the season yeah. on a bad team. And you have you have a, a guy on your bench who has been decently consistent, who performs a little bit, and you don't need to start him except in bye weeks. I would take that shot of sending over, I mean, maybe not David Johnson, but a guy similar to David Johnson. Like I said, David Montgomery, I'd try to send that over. Because I know as a Bears fan, you might be lower on Montgomery than other people are who are strictly looking at the stats. Well, I'm just saying if you're strictly looking at the stats and not into the uh, into the actual you know player and the team around it, then you should be listening to me who is analyzing <laughs> the games, specifically the Bears. But, <laughs> I mean, I, I could kind of see where you're coming from, but let's move on. Right. I think we have enough about him. So, yeah, the... The last one, you're not going to like it. All right? Just warning you now. Okay. The last trade for low, Daniel Jones. The oh, guy, my God. The guy is on Jesus a bad team. Jesus Christ. But, I mean, Daniel Jones had a big season last year. And, I mean, I guess I might be riding a little high with the way he looked today. I don't know what his fantasy stats are for today. But, I mean, the guy, the guy throws the ball a lot. He has no running backs now. And I know he's cleaned up. He has cleaned up his fumbling this year a little bit more. <laughs> I mean, hard not to clean oh, up geez. that much. But I think Daniel Jones might be a piece 
that you might be able to take and sit on. I believe he has a very easy schedule for the rest of the season. I mean, he's in the worst division probably in football history. I don't even care. I don't want him because he's going to be so inconsistent that he's going to be one of those guys that you are not sure if you want to put him in this week or somebody else because if you have him on your team, clearly you don't have a good quarterback. You clearly do not have a good quarterback unless you unless you do and you're looking just for somebody for a plug-in for a bye week. But I don't want him on my team because I don't want to debate whether I want to put him in or or whether, you know, he, he's going to do good consistently or not. So, well, okay. By the way, just throw the uh, Tampa Bay did win 25-23, so my, I am 3-0. and Okay, he is 3-0. So Daniel Jones had 16 points this game. Nothing great, but he played a good Tampa Bay team. Uh, he had the two interceptions. That's what drove him down. So it would have been, uh, without those picks, a 20-point game. Now I know he had to, and he does get the rushing yards, like I said. But the reason that I like Daniel Jones is for a team like mine. I have Jared Goff and Tua. Tua. Those are my two quarterbacks right now. Now if I get rid of a guy like Jared Goff for Daniel Jones... I believe Daniel Jones will be better than Jared Goff. But I think it's too like it's just a gamble. All of so, all, all okay. of those names. Are just li- li- a but listen, listen to the rest of the schedule for him. So this is what coming into Week Nine, he's got Washington number thirteen, Philadelphia fourteen. He's got his bye. Then he has Cincinnati sixteen, Seattle thirty one, Arizona fifteen, Cleveland twenty two. Baltimore is a tough game, but they're nineteen against quarterbacks, and then wraps it up with Dallas. <laughs> He's got a very good schedule. There's not a single red team left on his schedule. And he yeah. had one, two, three, four already. Four out of eight. Four out of his eight games have been very good defenses. And then the other ones, he still has not performed nope, but, all that well. So I'm, I'm going to disagree, but let's move on. All right. Do you have, That's all I have for trade four. Low. Okay, so trade four. I am going to start off with Cam Newton. I think... Um, he, he is the number 25 as of right now, um, but he really has not been great in in the, the last few weeks. Uh, I think at this point you could get him for lower than, um, than what he's actually worth. And the other thing that I am looking for for him is that he does have... Uh, let's, see, let's see the schedule, because that's be the determining factor for me, because... He's got Jets, number 23, Baltimore, 19, Houston, 26, Arizona, 15, Chargers, 30, Rams, 4, Miami, so he's got a, Yeah, he's got a good yeah. schedule. So he's got a good schedule. I think he's going to pick it up. The only um, problem with him is that he he's just like Lamar Jackson with less upside for me. Cam Newton has just... His throwing has been awful, and he's not an elite runner like Lamar Jackson is. He does run it, but he's not an elite runner anymore. And his throwing has just been atrocious. He has not been good at throwing the ball. He had a two-point conversion, I believe, that padded his stats, took away the fumble at the end of the game, yeah. so it kind of evened out his stats. But, I mean, the Bills aren't aren't some high-level defense. And, it's, and I, I don't blame Cam Newton as much as I blame... The team around him. The yeah, team around him is, any, is yeah. awful. And Edelman's hurt. Yep. Um, but I think he does have an easier schedule. And I, like I said, he's number 25. I think you could get him for low at this you point. You probably could. But and it's you gonna, could, you're going to have to hope that uh, all his points are strictly like, rushing. I, th- I think that is someone like for you 
like for your team like you, where you have you know Jared Goff and Tua, like all these people that aren't doing anything. Yeah, he I might think, be a better guy to I go th- after. I think he would be than Daniel could, Jones. Yeah, than Daniel Jones. But uh, moving on, Matt Ryan. Um, he is someone I I think has been pretty low key this season. He's you know he's not topping off the charts you know week to week with how's his consistency. Um, with you know he hasn't he hasn't been going off, but he's the number twelve guy. He he's had a few bad weeks, um, a few like really bad weeks, but he also has a very easy schedule coming ahead. A lot of greens, a lot of greens coming up. Um, Denver twenty four. Uh, New Orleans 27, Vegas 25, New Orleans 27, Chargers 30. So his consistency has been very bad, but against good teams. Yeah, he's yeah he's struggled against good teams, but he has a much easier schedule coming up. So I say go for him now since he has been, you know, inconsistent. Somebody might not, you know, m- might not want him on their team, but... Yeah, so bas- a guy like Matt Ryan would be good for somebody... Because he's such an easy guy to predict whether he's going to do well. Yes. Because uh, Seattle, 23 points. They're number 31. Dallas, 18, but they're very bad. Uh, They're worse than 18, I'm sure. (laughs) At least their defense is now. But 28 against them. Then the Bears, Green Bay, and Carolina, all Reds, 11, 12, and 4. And then Minnesota, right after that, 31. And they're uh, 31 fantasy points, and they were their number 28. So... He's a guy that you could predict is going to do well. So I fully agree with that one if you can get him, which I don't think you can. Yeah. And my last one is going to be Justin Herbert. And I know I know you said... Um, you're not going to get him. I know you said that uh, you're looking for guys that you can get for cheap. He is not going to be someone you can get for cheap whatsoever. He has been fantastic. I don't um, think you're going to get him at all. I think you might have a hard time getting him. But I also think if people who have Justin Herbert also probably... They have a good shot of having someone else who is also top-notch uh, because of the fact that most people did not get Justin Herbert early whatsoever. who like Because nobody would have, want, would have wanted him early. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to look think, for him. Uh, sorry, keep going. I think uh, he... Um, I think he's kind of flown under the radar too a little bit. He uh he hasn't really right. topped the charts with. To prove your point, uh Justin Herbert is on a team with a guy who has Russell Wilson. So he you might be able to get Justin Herbert. That's what I'm saying is that I think you know people who drafted him they got him very late in round they probably they have a chance of having someone good like that so that's what I'm saying. Um so I think you can put a lot into him but you're gonna get a lot of productivity out of him. Especially considering his schedule is going to be easier. I'm not going to list the teams because you can look at it yourself, but he's got some easy games coming up. So shoot high for him. Grab him if you can. He's going to be good the rest of the year. Who do you think that? Uh, who do you think the person who has Herbert would take for him? Like this guy is Russell Wilson, so he doesn't need him. But who do you think he would take for him? Now he the rest of his team isn't great, but I mean with Russell Wilson. Uh, you, I mean, you absolutely don't need Herbert. So, yeah. I mean, so, you, you're going to have to play, I think what I'll answer for you, you're going to have to play specifically to what they need. Yeah. You're going to have to give them something I, they need. That, that's basically what I was going to say. Right. But, yeah, let's move on then um, to trade away. Yep. Uh, so, I, I have, so I, I already I already uh, talked about Joe Burrow. I think that because, uh, like, 
to just like your point, the guy who has Joe Burrow in our league, Chris, uh, he also has Kyler Murray. Yeah. Now, yeah. Chris is a special breed. Probably won't give up Joe Burrow for anything. Even though <laughs> even, Kyler Murray. Yeah, Murray's even though he fantastic. has Kyler Murray. But, I mean, somebody, Joe Burrow is like a shot in the dark in the draft. So, yeah. So, so I, they most likely have a different quarterback. And if they're good, Joe Burrow might be a trade trade uh, away. Yeah, so maybe. maybe. Well, it, it's, it's actually both for me because you can trade away uh, Herbert for high. Yeah. But you need a piece to have him. And that's the same with Joe Burrow. So those guys fit both categories. I yes. think that it, that those trades can work out for both sides. Yes, I agree. Um, so Joe Burrow and we so, both agree So with if that. you have Kyler Murray and Joe Burrow, I think <laughs> Joe Burrow can be a trade bet, especially if the rest of your team is underperforming. Yep. Chris, maybe you trade. <laughs> maybe you can turn around your season if you make a few trades here and there. But All right, so then my next one is Tom Brady. Oh, I, I, had, I also had Joe Burrow in my trade away, okay. so I agree. Good. But they both fit both the categories. Yes. So Tom Brady, uh, he's got such a high namesake, and he's performing at a high level. Tom Brady, like you said, I'm not going to trade for Tom Brady. I don't believe in Tom Brady the whole season to be fantastic. His consistency has not really been there, but he's had a few blow-up games. And he's most likely going to end top 10. And just his name alone, I think that you can trade him away for a... A big piece. And I feel, well, I don't know. I think a lot of people might have went a little early on Tom Brady just because he went to the Bucks and he had those offensive weapons. So maybe they Could don't, be. they might not have the greatest of backups, but they might have a decent backup that they can trust and they can get someone for Tom Brady. They can get someone decent. Yeah. So Tom I, Brady I like hits it. the category for me where I don't think he's going to do as well in the second half of the season. I mean, I know the Bucks are, they got Antonio Brown and everything. But they're a little overhyped, in my opinion. Tom Brady's a little overhyped. They've yeah. been dealing with injuries uh, in the receiving core. Not and the greatest teams, either. No, and I against. I think, I mean, they have a decently tough division, so they, their games can't be too easy coming up. But I think that Tom Brady, if you have somebody like a Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, anybody who's a second string, if you have Joe Burrow and Tom Brady... I would keep Joe Burrow because I think you're going to get much more for Tom Brady than you would with Joe Burrow. Just because Tom Brady's name and that 36-point performance he had two weeks ago, yeah. I think Tom Brady you'll get a ton a ton for. I agree. So that's next one. Oh, you want to say my last one? My last one is going to be Philip Rivers. This is a kind of a stretch. You can't trade him too high, but you know that he's bad. He had a 24 and a 22-point game. His schedule does not get much easier from here. So, I would trade him for maybe a flex spot. Maybe I I think uh, to a to or, a struggling team. Yeah, in a quarterback. struggling team. Or if you're gonna go quarterback to quarterback, maybe you do get someone like Daniel Jones, who would have more upside. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that would be a decent trade. I think, especially with how bad Daniel Jones has played, I think people are looking to trade him. I think that might not be a terrible trade, all especially right. since the Colts have been winning. So that's all I got. All right. Um, my trade away. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get rid of Ryan Tannehill. You don't um, want to trade him away? I'm trading him away. Oh, okay. <laughs> get rid of I him. I thought you meant off your list. All right, my bad. No, no, no. Um, yeah, he, he's been pretty good this year, I will say. He's ranked number 10. Um, 
The consistency, he's been decently consistent. He had one poor game against Minnesota, which you didn't expect. But he has a very tough schedule coming up. Bears number five, Indianapolis number one, Baltimore, Indianapolis again. Um, he has a there. There's three reds there right away. I can I can see your I can see where you're coming from for sure. But Tannehill going into the draft, Tannehill was a guy that a lot of people rode high on yeah. because of his performance last year. You probably don't have a great piece to put in for him, and I think that Tannehill. On on that team who's been just a high flying offense, I don't think you can get rid of him unless unless you have somebody better. I think, I think Tannehill, but I think is he's good. Someone, he's going to continue to be good for the rest of the season. I think ten, but what uh, I see, I understand what you're saying, and I agree. Uh, I think a lot of people did ride high, ride high on him, but I think he is someone that you could trade away and get someone good because of the fact that that is true. You know what you said. You could get another quarterback. Um, you know, that is around his level that has maybe an easier schedule, something like that. So I think, would you do just a straight-up trade-for-trade quarterback? I think if if it – I mean, obviously you could say this all day, but depending on your team. Yep. Um, so, for if example, you in our league, uh, he has Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I So think you can trade him for, for, like, a flex spot or something flex, like yeah, that. Receiver, like a good flex, back. Yeah, something whatever. like that. Um, All right, I can see on. where you're coming from, but yeah. you have to have the right guy. Moving on, we already talked about Lamar, Joe Burrow. Um, I had Derek Carr, but I'm gonna kind of, I'm just gonna take him off the list because he's just not really relevant. You're not riding high on him with that ten point performance. No, no. I was riding high on him last week because I thought he was gonna pick it up. Yeah, but he no. hasn't, so you're not gonna get dick for him. Basically. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and just take him off the list because you're not gonna get much. Um. Then another one is uh, Matt Stafford. Just because he has been picking it up, I think maybe someone would be interested if they have if they just don't have a quarterback in general at all. Well, you know what? That would have been nice to know before I dropped him to the waiver wires, buddy. Well, maybe you pick him back up, but... <laughs> Pay money to pick him back up. Pay no, maybe budget. not, but I'm just saying if, you know, if you have him sitting, because most likely you have him sitting on your bench if you do have him, um... And if somebody absolutely needs one, you could get rid of him and pick up maybe a, a decent flex, you know, week to week, something yeah. like that. I don't, you know, you don't really want him on your team. But uh, last one I'm going to say is Josh Allen. Ooh. And I... See, that's a guy that you took high in the draft. I, I know. That is true. I took him um, pretty high in the draft. Like, for me, he's on my team. But I have a, I have a decent team uh, outside of him. And I think, I think you could pick up. Um, I think you could get a, a good quarterback for him if you wanted to replace him that way. You could definitely get a good quarterback just because of his stats and his schedule is going to be a little bit easier. I would say get rid of him. Get uh, get those positions that you need. If you're if you're a team with only with him being the only upside, get rid of him and pick up those positions that you need, you can get good people for him. See, not now I, I have I have a large amount of issues with that statement because we talked about Derrick Henry. You don't get rid of your best player. You guys all all gave me a bunch of nonsense, said you don't get rid of your best player to pick up the rest of your team. You have to have a good replacement in there for him if you if you're gonna get rid of him. You said yourself his schedule gets easier. He is a top guy 
He has been declining in performance, though, which is what I'm saying. This is that's the biggest thing, and he hasn't been playing all that great of teams, and his he's gotten worse and worse every single week. The weather is getting crappier, especially in New York. He's not going to be throwing the ball all that great. He never, you know, I I just I so are, do you believe that he's going to be bad rest of the season? I don't think he's going to be like just straight up bad, but I don't think he is going to be. Going back to what he's not going back to elite wh- elite uh, what numbers. he started off with within the first five weeks he was a great quarterback or four weeks I mean the first four weeks he was a great quarterback I think a lot of people have hope of him going back into that and um, I guess I guess for him he would be more of a weight uh, yeah no I forgot this is what I want to mention he is a weight before you trade. You gotta see because he's playing Seattle, who's the number thirty-one. He's the one you wanna wait on. Seattle and Arizona. See how he does. If he's just gonna dip against the second worst defense and he's just gonna do garbage against them, I don't want him on my team anymore. I'm gonna be looking to trade him because. But then I think at that point it might be too late. My team. It might be too late to trade him after that. That's a valid point, but I think some people will take him off of namesake and. So for example, for you. You have Josh Allen and Cam Newton, and you you need a couple pieces on the rest of your team. So no, I don't need pieces. I need my guys to stop getting injured. Okay, but let okay. Let's say you did need more pieces. Yeah. Then, oh. uh, which one would you keep, and which one would you trade? So, because you said that uh, Cam Newton was a trade for, right? Yeah, because you can, only because you can get him at low value. So you already have him. Would you get rid of Josh Allen to up? your team somewhere else only if i'm getting a good value for him like i want i want like either a very solid receiver or running back or maybe two decent you know uh two two so i doubt you're gonna get a number one receiver or running back for him straight up i doubt you'd get any anybody who's like a top 10 guy in either position unless they're very low and the top ten, they're inconsistent, something like that. So maybe actually, may would you trade him for David Johnson? An example we brought up earlier. Just David Johnson. Who else? That's it. No. No. Not, I wouldn't take. I wouldn't take a straight up trade for that. Um, but I I say wait one more week on Josh Allen. Seattle, the one, the second worst team. If he doesn't perform, get him out of there before he screws your team over too much longer. And you know. I think that that about wraps it up, though. Yeah, not a crazy big debate there. Not, not too, too much, much to argue but, about, but we had a few solid points. Yeah, to argue. solid points, and you know we kind of changed our minds a little bit here and there. We brought up solid points, but yeah. Anyways, so, yeah, that does we, it for I believe episode thirteen. Yep. Uh, follow us on Twitter at FF Debaters. We'll be there. Questions. Yep. Questions, debate topics, anything you got. And yeah, thanks for listening. Hopefully we have the crew back next week. See you next week.